Today, we're watching Star Trek, The Next Generation. When a brilliant scientist is on the brink of death, the crew of the Enterprise attempts to save him. But alas, he dies anyways. Or so we thought. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> From January 21st, 1989, it's season two, episode six, The Skidzoid Man. Or, if I only had a decent bone in my body. (laughs) That's dirty. I'm Cam. That's Dan. And this is The Matt Cameron, there are there there are pieces of shit, and there are pieces of shit, and then there's fucking Ira Graves. What yeah. a douche! I could almost say that this is anti-intellectualist propaganda, but uh, <laughs> have you ever met a real genius? They're mostly assholes. But yeah, he's he's a real cock. <laughs> yeah, ch- truly. An exemplary example of what not to what not to do or be. Yeah, on all levels. He's gross. Mm-hmm. This is gross. Tell them why it's gross, Cameron. <laughs> I will. On Stardates 42437.5 through point seven, the Enterprise is en route to provide medical care for the reclusive red asshole, but respected scientist Dr. Ira Graves, who lives with his only assistant. Kareen Briannon, on a remote planet. The crew receives an emergency distress call from a nearby transport ship where thousands of people are in danger. Picard elects to send an away team composed of Data, Counselor Troy, Lieutenant Worf, and Dr. Salar to see Dr. Graves, while Dr. Pulaski stays aboard the Enterprise, which gets the fuck out of Dodge. The away team, after enduring a high-warp transport, finds that the request for medical assistance was made by Kareen without Graves' knowledge, and is resentful. Dr. Dr. Salar examines him by scanning his backside. Salar then determines the grave has Darnay's disease, an incurable terminal disease, and only has three weeks to live. So the team begin to collect his research and records to prove to preserve them after his death. Grave recognizes Data as a Noonien Sung's creation and claims he taught Sung everything he knows, which he asserts that if Sung considers Data considered Data's father, that would make Graves his grandfather. Graves and Data begin to spend a significant amount of time alone together, during which Graves, whom Data now calls Grandpa, reveals that he has developed a method to transfer his consciousness to a computer, allowing him to live indefinitely. Data, in turn, reveals that he has a shut-off switch, which he says could be used to precipitate his own version of death. Getting pretty la- laissez-faire with that off switch. Yeah, since it was a lot, so of, lot of people know about it. <laughs> yeah. Later, Data reports to the away team that Graves has died. The Enterprise returns and retrieves the away team along with Kareen and Graves' body, and Graves is given a funeral ceremony. Data delivers a grandiose, glowing eulogy, surprising the crew. And he later whistles, "If I only had a heart," echoing what Graves had done earlier saying that Data resembled the Tin Man. When entering a turbolift, 
Picard decides that his uncharacteristic behavior warrants an examination. Although no physical anomalies are detected, Troy's psychotronic stability tests suggest that there are two personalities within Data, his original one, and one that is foreign and dominant and threatens to replace Data's original personality entirely. Picard finally realizes that Graves has transferred his mind into Data. Meanwhile, Graves in Data reveals the truth to Kareen, and while passionately proposing that she do the same so they can spend eternity together, accidentally breaks two bones in her hand due to Data's superhuman strength. Picard tries to persuade Graves to give up Data's body voluntarily, noting the harm he has caused to those he loves. I, I guess he loves Jordy. I... <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't know I don't know at this point I'm just like what is happening anyway. what am I watching anyway when Graves then knocks the captain unconscious which was amazing when Picard awakens he and the security team find Data Data is back to his old self and Kareen finds that he that Graves has transferred himself out of Data and into the Enterprise's computer but only his knowledge not his consciousness the human part of Dr. Graves has been lost forever Shit. And so ends Schizoid Man. Gather round, children. Come warm your hands by the dumpster fire. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, It started out with uh, Pulaski making a medical log. And I went, yay, Pulaski. And it just went downhill from there. Yeah, yeah, Not it was. Great. It was a hot mess. There were some parts that I loved, though. I mean, Brent Spider's performance was exemplary. Yeah, Brent did a great job. What else did you love? That was about it. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. There's so much that I loved. Um, there are a lot of actors in this episode who will come back to be like 18 other characters and i can't wait for you to see them again because they're so much better in the future (laughs) dr graves was supposed to be played by patrick mcgugan i love that mcgugan mcgugan um i love that there's a throwback for data's psychology test by seeing our dear yar queen i love uh data throwing some serious shade at wesley i love the Enterprise looks particularly lovely in this episode. And I love that there's a Wizard of Oz reference. Like an actually decent one. Yeah, like a good one. Better than the better than Pinocchio. I think I think the Tin Man is a much better analog for data. <laughs> I also love that for some reason now that we're civilized in the 24th century, we don't shoot people out of goddamn torpedo tubes. We beam the goddamn torpedoes out into space. <laughs> well, thank you for all all of you joining me here at the uh, the warp pad for a funeral. It's not weird. Sorry, the the transporter room. Transporter pad. It's fine. It wasn't nearly as beautiful as Spock's funeral, that's for sure. No, less bagpipes too. Yeah, which bagpipes only plus plus well weddings and funerals. I really wish Data would have said he was the most human. <laughs> he really was though. He was superhuman. Guy was a total was, douchebag. He was the worst. Such a dick. Oh. What did you love, Dan? <clears throat> Besides Pulaski's log. <laughs> 
which sounds like a bathroom euphemism. <laughs> oh, got to go take care of this uh, Pulaski log. Um, I enjoyed that we got... <laughs> I... I think... And then there was the... And I liked... <laughs> you're, you're not alone, Dan. There are lots of people that loathe this episode. With good reason. I mean... I, I just... I didn't have any fun. It just... It was just... A, it was a slog. Like, I... I guess I... Not even the plots recycled from the original series. Yes, it is. Just a little different outcome. But even that we've done before, too. I just, it didn't feel necessary. <laughs> it felt a little insulting. It felt fucking gross if you're a woman. My God. Or just someone who cares yes. about women or is just, I don't know, a human being with ears and eyes. Because... Ugh, he's just. I was yep. going to subcategorize. Give the the subtitle for this episode was going to be Graves World, and I was going to say Party on Wharf. Um, and uh, I didn't want to. I didn't <laughs> want to. You didn't. I didn't want to give him a Wayne's World ref because I like Wayne's World, but I don't like this guy. It just. It he was thin. He was just so. He's brilliant because everyone says he's brilliant. Like they couldn't name any accomplishments or just, I, I wish I had something nice to say about this one. I just really didn't, I didn't like it. I liked Pulaski's log and I liked the scanner that they used on data. The like hula hoop. That was cool. And... I liked uh, Salar's sneaky doctoring. I thought that was great to see a Vulcan sneaking. Mm -hmm. It was good to just see a Vulcan, period. That was nice. Right? Mm. It was very nice. She was great. Um, but yeah, no. <laughs> it's... Yeah. I, um... Oh, shit. He died this year. Well, now I feel bad. Well, I mean, don't worry. He comes back as uh, as better characters. I'm serious. Oh, I thought you. I'm not even. I thought kidding. you were going to say that he he comes back later this year. <laughs> don't worry. He's getting his own planet too. <laughs> <laughs> the continuing oh. adventures of Space Jesus. Okay. Well, I will. I will hold out hope. For future installments. I mean, he he is a legendary actor. He's fantastic. But he does even come back in several of the Star Treks. Hmm. Actually, he was in Star Trek Six. Who was he in Star Trek Six? The Klingon commander. Oh, sure. William Morgan Shepard. That's who we're talking about. He was also a voice in Gargoyles. Mm. Wait, which one? I loved Gargoyles. No, I mean, he was several. I did too. He was 
extra characters. Usually guards. Nice. Babylon 5. Oh, yeah, he did all kinds of shit. Yeah, he was in it. Too bad this was a goddamn waste of time. I know. Wait, he played Dum Dum Dugan in the short-lived Iron Man TV show from 1995? He did. That's amazing. I just, it's such a bummer, too, because, like, Tracy Torman usually does so well with the screen rat. This, this, yeah, no. To be fair, the story was, he he didn't write the story. The story is by Hans Beamler and Richard Manning, so we can blame them. You, Let's see, what, is, what did Hans Beamler do? Watch a couple episodes of the original series and say, I think I got this. Oh, he worked on Fame, the TV show. Oh. <laughs> and Deep Space Nine. God damn it. Well, he must have got his shit together by then. Well, I can't wait to hear, Dan, but what did you hate? <laughs> I want a list of every second. I hate Ira Graves. From the moment we met him, I was like, who's this creep? Um, he actually says the phrase, women aren't people. Women yep. are women. I was like, what the fuck? This episode <laughs> feels much older than 30 years it feels yep. very old um so that was just insane uh mm-hmm. additionally how many people are they every time they run into a scientist it's it seems like they know data's creator which i get big deal guy but this is like this feels like the third time this has come up in a season and change. It's like, <laughs> oh, you must be this must be Soon's work. And it's like, well, I guess there's not a lot of guys in the Android game. Um, there aren't. Well, and it turns out the data looks just like him. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it ends up being very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? God damn it. <laughs> What if like car makers or consumer electronics makers just made made things to look like them? Can you imagine how few uh, Windows machines would have actually been sold if they all looked like Bill Gates? Oh, <laughs> so much shade, Daniel Crowley. This you're not wrong. Episode but... brought out the shade, man. I just, I. This is the first time in the next generation that I have felt like my time was stolen from me. (laughs) Because he's a shitty-ass character that you never feel is brilliant or worthwhile. And Data's interest, I guess, is understandable, but him calling him Grandpa is just weird. Weird Mm -hmm. and creepy. Yeah. It's like... it's. He might as well be calling him daddy, and I'm not here to kink shame anyone, but that just seems strange given the context. Um, Indeed. I just, I felt like he was a shitty, useless character. Like if he had been an exemplary person, same exact plot, but he's amazing. He's just a wonderful, kind, compassionate, brilliant guy. And that guy makes the choice to override 
data and live forever and continue his work, that's much more interesting. That's yes, that's a, a conversation worth having of like, oh, then we're a moral that's, quandary instead of I was gonna say real quandary. Yeah. Like give me that instead of oh look, the asshole's being a fucking asshole. Right. It was it was forty five minutes of that guy being a dick. Like it might as well have been a hair a, it is it was a charmless Harry Mud episode. That's what it was. He pretty much he was just a shitty person doing shitty things. And eventually they had to be like, hey, stop it. And now he's a ghost in the machine. Which really makes me want them to purge the computer banks. It's fine. The human part was lost. So he's just an assortment of facts and figures now? He's just a string of code. And his stain will be on the Enterprise forever. Or until they blow this Enterprise up. Yep. I mean, what? Um, No! That's a whole other conversation, and one that will take six years to get there. Um, I didn't even like any of the cute little things that they were trying to make it interesting on the side, like Data growing a beard. Didn't have a single fuck to give. Did nothing for me. Uh, You know, them doing a a, a high warp transport where they were stuck in a wall for a moment didn't do anything for me. Yeah. Picard giving creepy data pep talks about not trying so hard sport. <laughs> it was just, uh, it was a bummer. It just, it felt like, you know, one of those rough, wor- wor- uh, one of those rough weeks at work for everyone yes. involved. It just, I'm depressed now, Cameron. Are you? Well, I'm more depressed now, Cameron. (laughs) (sighs) Well, I would like to say that there were some redeeming qualities with the quotes, but there were not. So should we do them to get them out of the way? (laughs) Let's just barrel through this bitch. Okay. I have noticed, Grandpa, that you keep repeating the same notes of a musical phrase I am unfamiliar with. Oh, that's an ancient little tune <laughs> called If I Only Had a Heart. A plurimative lament song by a mechanical man who longs to be human. It was his only wish. It doesn't sound anything like that. You sound like the the executioner in, in Blazing Saddles. <laughs> All are equal in my eye. <laughs> I couldn't possibly squeeze him in until Thursday. <laughs> there, there, Taggart. It's just a man and his horse being hung out there. No, Graves, <laughs> Graves do, really do, just do, sounded do. like... Hey, I'm just I'm just your old creepy Uncle Graves here. It's just me, just Ira, just being like, you know, butt pinchy. <laughs> Slap him on the fanny. That's exactly what's happening. It seemed to me like he would call his assistant the girl. Like that's just He was gross. It's right out of 1966. That's being generous. Truly. <laughs> truly just not acceptable. 
I can safely say that to know him was to love him, and to love him was to know him. Those who knew him loved him, while those who did not know him loved him from afar. (sighs) Giving his own (laughs) eulogy was just... fun. That was like the only fun bit with him. I'm like, ah, he's giving his own eulogy. What an asshole. (laughs) All things must pass. (laughs) So long as men can breathe or eyes can see, so long lives this, and this gives life to thee. Bravo. Jean-Luc Picard. (laughs) Trained Shakespearean actor. (laughs) Looks like Thune's work. Come on now. Quite correct, sir. Did you know Dr. Soon? Know him? I taught him everything he knows. You could say that I was the father of his work. Which uh, kind of makes me your grandfather, doesn't it, Sonny Pinch? (laughs) Well, 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 what have we got here? I'm a lovely specimen of womanhood. I thought you didn't like people. Women aren't people. They are women. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> is what that should have said. Right. Oh, this was a fun one. Excuse me, sir. Are you a Romulan? Hardly. <laughs> oh, poor Kareen. <laughs> she was raised by an asshole. I'm surrounded by assholes. And he like is like, now we can be together. You know how I was basically your dad? Well, now your basic dad is in a robot body. Isn't that great, Kareen? Now we can be together. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's it's Sweeney Todd. Ugh. Ugh. Stories often have happy endings. It's life that throws you for a loop. I like this voice that we found together. This is this is this is saving this. When you've run out of fucks to give, Daniel. (laughs) Don't try so hard to be human. Just be yourself. (laughs) (laughs) You should uh, do Counselor Troy's. Uh, Okay. This might sound crazy, but for a moment, I thought I was stuck in that wall. For a moment, you were. What? I could feel so much pain. (laughs) (laughs) From all y'all assholes. God, she'd be such a good intake nurse. Show me on the chart how much pain you're feeling. (laughs) (laughs) One through ten. I hate this episode so much. (laughs) He was working on bridging the gap between man and machine. You have to do both of those. What are you doing? Why are you waiting for me? 
He was working on bridging the gap between man and machine. Seems he built that bridge. I may be forced to tear it down. That was the other thing is like, again, no quandary, no difficulty. If he became the guy who was putting brains in machines, that seems like a good long-term humanity thing that's worth wrestling with rather than, nope, nope, you put a human brain in a robot. That's weird. That's weird. <laughs> Don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he was already a sentient robot. Was he, though? I mean... <laughs> Quiet, you. <laughs> <sighs> and you don't remember anything? <laughs> <laughs> Not Come a on thing. now, we're almost done. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, okay, do it again, do it again. And you don't remember anything? Not a thing. To know him is to love him is to know him? Perhaps it is best that I do not remember. I trust I did nothing unbecoming to a Starfleet officer. Does wrestling a Klingon Targ ring a bell? Mr. Crusher, take us out of orbit. Aye, sir. Did I win? <laughs> okay, that wasn't so yeah, bad. That, that, that bit was good. Also, so very little Riker in this episode. I know. What's that about? He was busy. <laughs> Banging. <laughs> Not on screen, though. Seems like uh, seems like you all have this under control. I'm going to go <laughs> check out what's what's cooking on the holodeck. <laughs> See if we ten, can get stuck in a malfunction. <laughs> Wink. Malfunction junction. Oh. Wink. But yeah, Brent Spiner's wonderful. Everything else was... A total fucking disaster. I'm really curious to hear what you would rate this, Dan. Oh, I think that I would give this... How many dick in a tubes would you give this? Did you say dick in a tube? I did. <laughs> you know, because of his funeral. Oh, yeah, his little casket. I will give this one one and the three quarters dick in a tube. <laughs> well, you give. I was going to go one and a half. Oh, well. I'm, I'm, I'm giving it. I'm maintaining a floor, Cameron. I have a feeling I'm going to be a little more disappointed. <laughs> I don't want to go too low. It's hard to say, actually. I don't know. There's. Well, I'm still going to give it one and a f- one point five. Ooh. <laughs> one and a half dick in a tube. <laughs> one and a half dick <laughs> in a tube. <laughs> well then, uh, we have loved it, hated it, quoted it, and rated it. And that just leaves one last thing for me to do, and that's to with you all to not just have a great week, but to make it so. Keep on pressing.
I mean, I'm not complaining. I love harps. Who fucking love harps? Who doesn't love a good harp? Maybe angels. I'm sure there are people. Are there are there angels over harps at this point? I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> I probably won't ever know. Cameron. That was a doomed and damnation joke. Cameron, you know as well as I you're going to get your own planet. <laughs> I, it's true. I have been officially sealed. Cameronian! You want to come to my planet, Dan? I do. I want to come to your planet. You, you want to come in my planet, Dan? All right. Just read the thing, Casanova. <laughs> A Secret Weapon Production.